of knowing. All right, man. Welcome to Crow Triple Seven Radio. This is episode 519. Jason Lindgren is with me and Kurt Kallenbach joins us. And before I get the guys in, I spent time more than once in South Korea. I did it during the Marine Corps for, I forget what it's called, Cobra Gold or Bear Hunt. It's some big war games thing. And uh, I did it again after I was out of the Marine Corps as a roadie. I did some shows in South Korea. Thing about South Korea is they're big on respect. And in that, when you meet in a group, they tend to determine who will be allotted the most respect. In other words, who is the oldest? You get some respect. Who is married? You get some respect. The result of that is like if you're at dinner, you would never pour your own drink. Um, that's absolutely forbidden if you are the person who garners the most respect. Here's the thing. When they go to figure out how old you are, they count the nine months-ish in the womb as a year. And their culture has done that for Lord knows how long. As a matter of fact, many old cultures used to do that. So I'm sitting here minding my own business a day ago, and Rose sends me a letter, and it's from Kurt. And it strikes me a bit funny because earlier in the day, I had seen a news piece that said South Korea's passing laws are doing some nonsense to basically here's how the article was titled. Everyone in Korea just got one or two years younger. That's how ridiculous this is. So what they're trying to do is legislate that you no longer count your lifetime in the womb and that you count like the rest of the world or like we do here in the United States where we've been convinced that we were not alive until we came through the birth canal. Besides the fact that this is all poppycock and nothing has changed, when I read the letters that Rose had sent me, I began to wonder if what the news I was seeing was a result of what Kurt had done. Anyhow, welcome, Jason. And an extremely hot afternoon. There's my opening soliloquy. Welcome, Kurt. <laughs> That's Curtis R. period. <laughs> Curtis, Curtis J. Simpson. <laughs> Curtis, uh, our period. Yeah, uh, you can call me Kurt, though, you guys. Hi. Nice to be back, as usual. Love coming on here. From the Northwoods this time. Where are the Northwoods? I'm actually up I'm about as far north in Wisconsin as you can get. We have a camper up here in Eagle River, probably 25 miles from the UP of Michigan. But the weather's 72. It's sunny. There, there's no smoke up here right now. So it's just beautiful to sit outside under the pines. Well, that's the thing that I've been told. If the smoke comes your way, get the hell out of it. And if it's orangey, uh, that's ammonium nitrate. And that has been done recently. Within the last couple of weeks, they put ammonium nitrate into the air. We had an orange day here and people got terrible respiratory issues. But setting all that aside, can you just briefly go over what's in the letters that Rose sent me and who you sent them to? I think, well, I only sent one letter this time. Actually, since we last spoke, I sent two letters. You're, you're right. The first letter went to HHS, Health and Human Services, the secretary or the, uh, the I'm sorry, the director, I believe. And that was received maybe a few, few months back. And things are happening. The world is, is changing in a funny way. I didn't know about Korea until yesterday when you guys called me. So I, I don't follow anything that's happening because I'm, I'm in real time. I just do things for myself, you know, and the second letter I sent out again, 
I'm relating to health because by definition, by definition, legal definition or otherwise, health equals W-H-O-L-E, wholeness, wholeness. You got to be whole in order to be healthy. Well, because of my rants over the years about the cutting of the umbilical and by creating an, an individual that is not whole, in other words, defective by the cut or through the cut, nobody's healthy. So everybody's being subjected to the World Health Organization or these these health programs because they're considered diseased or disabled. And that's because of the cut. So I'm, I'm going on the offensive now to these world health, uh, these people that claim to have some jurisdiction over uh, mankind's health. And I'm sending letters directly to the, the top of, of, of the heap. And so again, HHS health and human services, got one a few a few weeks back or a couple months back and then i just had one received in geneva switzerland yesterday by the director general or whatever he calls himself at the world health organization again they're going to try to rule the world through the dis-ease of the masses and i'm telling you right now there is no dis-ease when you understand the truth of the matter and that's what i'm writing from i'm writing from the position of knowing or having knowledge of one's beginning, one's true origin, which is fertilization, rather than the defective birthday 280 days later. So I'm, I'm, I'm out in front of this in a very proactive position now, and there's a lot of people waking up around the world. Thank you guys for putting this stuff out there. There's a lot of people in the, whole, in the world right now waking up to the truth being fertilization rather than, I call it civilization. Fertilization rather than civilization, because the birthday is a civil calendar birth or civil calendar character that is 100% subject to Rome being the Vatican or however you want to look at it. So the, the, the birthday that's being instituted in South Korea, the, the international standard is what they're calling it is 100% subject to Rome and always has been through the Gregorian calendar. So, I mean, I, I can rant for another two or three minutes explaining a couple things or uh, I can stop. What do you want me to do? <laughs> I, you know, it occurs to me that we better give a little bit of the backstory. So people who haven't heard your past episodes know what you're about. So basically, I don't know what it was three, four years ago, three years ago, we did an episode with Kurt where he put the following on the table. Everybody's been misled. They celebrate their birthday and they act as if that was the day that they became alive in the world. Kurt put forward the obvious truth that that is not correct, that you were alive from the very moment that your mother's genetic material and your father's genetic material came together and created the zygote. So basically what's happened in most of the world, not South Korea yet, is that we have forgotten that we were granted life nearly a full year before we mark the date of having been given life. As everybody knows from the legal episodes we've done, all these things happen when you come through the birth canal. Uh, a lot of things happen. Birth certificates, cutting of umbilical cords, inheritance, or what we call afterbirth being left behind, uh, documents being created based on all these things that I'm talking about. You can go back and catch the, the old episodes. Basically, the main point here is that your life started at the zygote, and that instant is when mom and dad's genetic material join to form the zygote. And in that, Korea 
or South Korea has been getting it right. When I stood there with people and they were trying to determine who was the oldest, I was a year younger than everyone else because I was using what they call the international standard. I count from the moment of my birthday. Korea is going to have some problems because this is deeply ingrained. But think of someone who's old enough to drink or old enough to vote. You can see all the problems this is going to create. But at the end of the day, it's all nonsense. But to get to the point, so we can get Kurt back in here, they have basically tried to legislate a way that can't be legislated away. So what it comes down to is either you know the truth, as is represented by nature, or you do not. Uh, they can't change nature. You're alive as long as you're alive. So basically, that's what we're talking about here. And so what Kurt is saying is that a lot of the control mechanisms are based on the fallacious idea that we are not whole in the same way that we are all considered something we are not with the straw man. We are not lost at sea. We are not whatever the hell they want to say. We are what we are. And so these legislative acts get people to buy in, I guess is the right way to say it. And I guess they believe in it at some point, And then that becomes the operating procedures. So Kurt, when you wrote those letters, what was the intent? What were you trying to point out to them that everybody is in fact whole? Everybody, everybody, B-O-D-Y, everybody that is breathing today. And I mean breathing. Most people, they don't understand that the word spiritual means nothing more than breathing. So to be spiritual is to be breathing and to be breathing is to be living. Be living is to negate the fiction. So again, there can't be two things. There can't be two positions. There's either or. So if you're living, if you're breathing, if you're spiritual, then their birth certificated character cannot exist. It's one or the other. So, I mean, there's a legal term. I mean, the word first or first in time, you brought it up just a few minutes ago, but first, and I'm, I'm going to Black's Law real quick. It says preceding, preceding all others, foremost, used in an ordinal of one, in an ordinal of one, as earliest in time or succession or foremost in position in front of or in advance of all others. And finally, it says initial, senior, leading, chief, entitled to priority or preference above others. That's what fertilization is relative to a birthday nine months, 40 weeks, 280 days later. It's first and foremost. Um, and being first in time, it's the most important. And you were just saying that in Korea or in South Korea, the person that was the eldest or the oldest had that position. They were to be respected above all others. Well, that's the deal. When they clamp and cut the cord and they remove that initial period, and that's what I call it, the initial period in the womb, when they remove that, when they take that away, that biology becomes the res, the object of veneration in the in God we trust. The very thing that they're putting in trust is that cut and removed biology. That cut and removed biology then gets a title, with what we see as a birth certificate. We don't need to go into any of that stuff today. I'm just saying that when you go all the way back to your true source, your true origin, which is fertilization, you have all rights, titles, um, everything imaginable is your property. It's 
personal. It's private. It's not part of the public. It's not subject to public rule, public law, public policy. It's private. And all private property is untaxable. So again, when you get back to your true godly origin being fertilization, they have no control over you whatsoever. Speeding tickets, gone. DUIs, gone. Uh, uh, IRS, gone. None of them exist for the, the, the spiritual man. They only exist for that internationally, that international standard, which is called the birth certificated person. I will do one more thing regarding that is I pulled up an article after talking to you guys yesterday. I'm going to prove two points real quick. I posted this at Facebook earlier today, and it's, it's an article regarding Korea. They're making this new standard out to be a good thing. And, and they're going to try really hard because I believe that the letters they received over the last few years is taking down this birthright citizenship. That's what it is. It's called birthright citizenship. It's proceeding. So ba- basically for everyone who's trying to follow what Kurt's saying is the act of life precedes what they're basing all their stuff that happens at the birth canal on your birthday. It is a pre- it's, it's a precedent. It's a literal and biological precedence. And it's true. And that life, that godly origin is above all others. In other words, there's a lot of biology to this, but it's too simple when you really get it. And that's what, that's what I'm trying to get people to understand is the simplicity. But this article, I'm just going to read a, a, very, a couple of sentences. It says, South Korea has adopted the international method of counting age. It replaces a traditional system where babies in the, in the East Asian country uh, were deemed to be a year old at birth. The origins of this are unclear. Some say it accounts for an infant's time in the womb. Others that the ancient Asian numerical system had no concept of zero. Either way, it remained widely used socially despite international norms being adopted for legal and medical documents in the 1960s. Again. I, I, all I see are the words adopted. So we have adopted a birth certificated character, but then that adoption subjects us to the legal system, not law, not the rules of law, but a legal system, which is outside of law. And it, 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 it makes us all patients within institutional an institutional medical system. So by adopting that diseased character, we are forever patients subject to the health department, but we're also um, subjecting ourselves to a legal system that requires guardianship and what have you over that infancy because it's an infancy forever. If you claim that birth certificated character, that character gets celebrated every 365 days. And the fact of the matter is that character remains an infant forever. So Crow, I don't know how old you are from fertilization, but I'm going to tell you right now, by claiming that birth certificated character, you are incapacitated as an infant, even at this moment. If I claim Curtis Richard Kallenbach, the birth certificated character, September 19th, 1960 at 3.50 a.m., I would be an infant legally incapacitated in your courtrooms requiring a Bar Association member to help me along in my case. Again, me as a man from fertilization to this moment, have all the all rights, titles, interests, and everything else. I own everything. I don't. I I don't even use bar association members because the living man has no need for a trust. It's just that simple. My biology is not held in trust. 
It's not subject to public law, public rule, public policy, because I'm still using the exact same biology that was created at the zygote. This is where it's really hard for people to understand why it's important to know that this is an unbroken, continuous, and contiguous biological lineage. From fertilization to this moment, I've never been dead. I've never been separated. I've never been severed. I've never been cut. Physically, yes, but I'm still occupying that biology. I'm still possessing that biology. And so the fact of the matter is I never abandoned it in spite of their record that I did. Truth will win, but I know that what they're doing with Korea right now is to get this on the front page, get it out there so that people, the court of public opinion, will actually have people saying, we want the birth certificated character. We want uh, all the legal rights and everything that comes with it. What they're really doing is they're, they're self-sacrificing their present moment, their reality and their own life to what, what they call the greater good, which is communism, global communism. They might call it democracy, but it's global communism subject to uh, other people, administrative process, administrating your life, other people doing it. It's, either, it's one or the other. Either you own it or your life is subject to trust, trust law and administrative process. It's either or. There's no, no in between. There's no gray area. It's one or the other. Anyway. Well, we should point out one of the main things that people should be walking away with is Kurt just made a bunch of claims. He's not subject to this, that, or the other thing. You're no different. <clears throat> I'm no different than Kurt with one exception. What Kurt accepts as correct and what Kurt knows is the difference in the way he's laying this out. So basically, it's like sleight of hand. You're convinced of all these things which are not helpful you're convinced that they are helpful, and then you go along. One thing about the news piece, and I saw it almost the moment, I was already getting emails the moment that that was published. It preceded me and Rose talking yesterday by, I don't know, almost a full day. In the headline, it said, South Koreans are now one to two years younger. So you can see the mind game, right? Everybody wants to be younger. Nobody wants to be older. But as you read through the article, I absolutely knew that something was afoot. I had not seen Kurt's letters yet. And to be honest, I don't know, certainly, but Kurt, you seem to be as sure as you can be that your letters are partially responsible for the news in South Korea. Well, let's, let's, yeah, let's put it this way. There's no reason that this should make the news at this level, unless whoever's trying to keep the Gregorian calendar in play wants the court of public opinion to make the decision. And they're making this out to be a really good thing. This, this Gregorian calendar character. Um, I got three more things I'll say about that, but the headline that I got from that tele that telegraph article says, I woke up a year younger. It might make it easier for me to find a husband. And they have this picture of this attractive um, Asian girl. It might make it easier for me to find a husband. Let me tell you what the birth certificated character is. It actually is a husband and wife because it's based because it's based upon it's based upon the fetal maternal biology that was placed as the res on deposit, fetal maternal, which is the baby and the mom's biology. Baby and the mom's. That evidence is a form of husbandry. In other words, the husband 
and the wife. The, by definition, the 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 in in Black's law, the the definition of husband is a married man, one who has a lawful wife living, and it says the the correlate of his wife. But it goes on to say etymologically, the word signified the house bond, house bond, husband, house bond, the man who, according to Saxon ideas and institutions, held around him the family for whom he was in law responsible, house bond. So in the article, it says, hey, maybe I can find a house bond. But they use the word husband because everybody thinks that they know what it means. They're talking right in your face. They're saying that the birth certificated character is a house bond. It's a house bond for whoever adopts it. You are now bonded. Bond, if this is the word bondage now, you have a bondage to the house. And, it, and, it, and now you got to figure out what house it is. I know what house it is here. It's the White House. But that house bond, husband, they're making it seem like an attractive thing for these young women who are not married. But the birth certificate is a husband and wife. It's a fetal maternal organ that has been placed as the res in a public trust. So again, it has a house bond built into it as the biology is both the husband and the wife, the Jesus and the Mary. That's exactly what it is biologically, biblically, I should say. <clears throat> One last thing about the civil calendar, and then, then I, I got to get my wits about me. The civil calendar, I'm just at Wikipedia now. And again, I'm not working off of a computer. I'm working off my phone. It says the civil calendar is a calendar. Civil, by the way. Civil. Like civil society, civil rights, civil law. Can't we be civil? All that kind of stuff. The civil calendar is a calendar or possibly one of several calendars used within a country for civil, official, or administrative purposes. The civil calendar is almost always used for general purposes by people and private organizations. The most widespread civil calendar and de facto international standard, that's what they're using in these, in these articles now about Korea. They have adopted a new international standard. The de facto international standard is the Gregorian calendar, although that calendar was first declared by Pope Gregory the, the 13th to be used to be used to be used in Catholic countries. In 1582, it has since been adopted as a matter of convenience by many secular and non-Christian countries, although some countries use other calendars. The point is, it is a Christian calendar. And Christianity is the is the official religion of Rome. So by claiming this Catholic civil rights-based character, you have gone from God's law and the law of nature and reality into the grips or the jurisdiction of Rome. It's that simple. And it's by your own admission. It's by your own confession it's by your own conviction and conviction means nothing more than a strong belief so if i believe that my birthday i have a birthday if i believe i have a birthday uh september 19th if i celebrate that birthday every 365 days that returns me through a pilgrimage back to infancy as long as i keep doing that social contract with rome the social contract with rome and now i subject myself to the court's 
those ecclesiastical courts, we don't see them. We don't recognize them. We don't even know what's going on. But in their court, you can't drive drunk. In their court, you there's speeding. There's laws against speeding. In their court, um, you require a, a bar association member to guide you through it. That's not reality. That's not reality. And now, because of a new administrative change or a new a new uh, uh, government, South Korea has just adopted this birth certificated character, this new international standard. And by the way, remember, international means between nations, between nations, international, between nations. And of course, FDR in 1933 created uh, a, a, a consecrated nation in his first inaugural address when he says, this is a day of national consecration, national consecration, creating a holy nation subject to Rome through the birth certificated character introduced later that year. What I'm getting at is Crow, Jason, Rose, if you can hear me. When God created me through an act of fertilization, the only laws I'm subjected to are the laws of nature and nature's God, reality. If I abandon, if I abdicate my throne, my direct link to God, I will be subjected to the laws of man. Again, this is my little elevator speech. I, for one, am all present and accounted for from fertilization to last breath. That line right there is going to make every single court case struggle from this point forward, if everybody understands what it means, because they cannot force that arbitrary birthday on you. They can't do it. In fact, one last thing, I know I, go, I get long-winded, but the cutting of the umbilical cord, which establishes the res for that trust, the cutting, the act of cutting is called mayhem. When they remove that material to another time or location, that's called larceny. If they don't give it back to you, if they don't let you have that origin, that's larceny. And when that material dies without your breath, when it dies a day later or two days later, three days later, because it doesn't have any more oxygen to keep it alive, that's genocide. So what I did in my last letter to the World Health Organization is just say, the very thing that they're using to create the public trust is created through an act of mayhem, which is larceny ultimately ending in genocide. In other words, the death of the, the being. And that's what was in that last letter. And I, and I know for a fact that they knew what I was writing in that letter while I was writing it, because I know they're on my screen, not paranoia. I know they are. And when I sent the letter through registered mail, it took nine days to get to New York from, from Rockford, Illinois, nine days. And then it, um, by the time they received it, I did post all this to Facebook so people could see it in real time. They can actually see the letter. They can read the letter and they can follow. They can track what I'm doing now in real time because I'm not subjecting myself to his story, history, his story, because I live only in the present. I've only and always been present. As long as I'm breathing, I'm present. But that cut material, is, it falls back into the past and is now subject to his story or history. Anyway, I know that's a, that's a data dump, but... Well, let's try to sum up a bit. <laughs> Please do. What's going on in the world right now, and we've said a lot of times, it's spiritual warfare. What most people don't comprehend 
about the spiritual warfare that they can now see and detect. And most people won't argue that what I just said is true, is that it's built on what we think normal is. For me, when I think of the word civilian, I could easily interchange the word slave. It's the same thing. Civil ideas, being a civilian, having a civilization basically means that you have traded natural law, the laws of God, creation, for man-made things. And they're lesser. They're always lesser. And not only are they lesser, they often have bad intent. So all of our lives, all of our parents' lives, all of our grandparents' lives, there was a parallel system being built, which we were proud of. It was governed by the rule of law. We had all these things, cars, all these things with the system that we were proud of. But now look around at what's happening and recognize that that parallel system is a subjugation. There's God's law or Let's just say nature's laws, because it's the same thing. And then there's man-made things. Everything that's happening now is built on the man-made things. And all the man-made things sought to separate you from nature. When I saw the news in South Korea, I laughed because nothing has changed. They haven't changed anything. The only thing they've changed is whether or not people buy into it, whether they not believe it. You're two years younger. Sorry, can't be done. There is no possible way to make someone a year younger, a minute younger. Can't be done. So you can see the fraud and what they're doing. But to prove out the spiritual warfare idea a little bit, we can use the things that are put in front of us. As an example, if I asked everyone listening, please identify your spirit for me. Can you identify your spirit? If you know anything about reality, you will recognize that your breath is your spirit. So starting in 2020, civil mandates, rules and regulations veiled your spirit, but they didn't do it. You did it. They got you to veil your own spirit. Do you see the spiritual warfare and what I'm talking about? When you pick up money, it says in God, we trust. There's actually a trust there. They're not lying. There is in fact a trust. You're birth certificated person, your straw man, your whatever the hell you want to call it has been put in trust. And what is a trust? Well, a trust typically has three components, but where, where did the idea come from? Well, it was borrowed from the creator and the creation. As we have, as an example, the father, the son, and the Holy Spirit, that triad is what's been replicated for a civil trust. So you have the person who creates or the entity that creates the trust, they control it. Then there's a beneficiary, then there's a trustee. So on the one hand, we have the idea of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, where nobody's getting screwed over. But as soon as that is replicated or abrogated, borrowed, the idea borrowed and then abrogated into the working of men, um, now there are losers. And they're intentional losers. They're built into it. In this case, the trust we're talking about has sought to turn everyone into a trustee, which means you don't get many of the benefits and you get all the responsibilities. But this is, in fact, what Kurt is talking about, open spiritual warfare. At least that's how I would frame it. Do you agree with that, Kurt? Actually, that that was pretty darn good, Crow. 
that was, that was pretty darn good. Here's what's interesting. I, in, in my book, the very first five pages, I just put a couple of simple quotes in there. In fact, the book is titled Right of Way. And interestingly, one of, one of my favorite biblical quotes is, is Matthew 7:14 out of the King James Version. It says, because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Let me say that again, because straight is the gate. By the way, the gate is the exit through, it's the port of entry to the new world beyond the womb. It's the vagina. That's the gate. Port of entry. It is the port of entry to the new world. So in the waters of mother is one world, and outside the waters of mother is another world. The waters of mother world is subject to admiralty law, Outside, it's the indigenous person on the land. And that's a problem, too, especially if you view these worlds as separate. But if they're one world, if you have the world of the water and the world of the land as one lifetime, unbroken, now you have LAW. You have the land, you have the air, and you have the water all as the law. And, that, and, and no piece of the law can be missing. You can't have the water aspect cut off. You can't have the land aspect cut off, or you can't have the air aspect cut off. All three elements have to be there in order for the law to be in play. If I was born to the water, but, but through evolutionary process, I evolved to come out of the water, onto the land, and breathe the air, that's the law. By the way, that's the rule of law. The rule of law is a single lifetime unbroken. And that's why uh, uh, 1 Corinthians 2.15 says, the spiritual man shall be judged by no man. What does that mean? It means breathing. As long as you're breathing, and you've been breathing, by the way, since the zygote was created. Mother breathes for you in the womb. That's the spirit. She filled you with spirit through her own breath. But when you came out, you were still filled with spirit, but on your own. I mean, you got to look at your, your lungs. If you look at a, go to a medical book, and you look at the lungs, they look like wings. They look like wings. They are your wings. As long as your wings are filled with air, as long as your, your lungs are filled with breath, you can fly. And I mean literally above the earth. You're not connected to the earth. You're not tethered to the earth. You can fly. And those lungs are your wings. And so when you come out of mother, that's it. You start breathing on your own. You have your wings. Aerosmith said, get your wings. Maybe you should listen to more Aerosmith. Anyway, because straight is the gate and narrow is the way. Now, my book is called Right of Way because when you're in the womb, it's just you and mom. It's just you and mom. And the only land you have to cross over is mom's land, the motherland. So you need a right of way. You need, you need a way out of mother to get to the new world. You have to cross over the mother's land in order to get to the new world. And the, and the only way you cross over mother's land is by extension. The, the umbilical cord is your right of way. It, it extends out from the wall of the uterus and gets you to the new world. It gets you to the new world. So your right of way is evidenced by the extension of the umbilical cord or the umbilical cord itself. It is a right of way. And there's no, no external agreement necessary. It's just you and mom. It's just you and mom. There's, you don't need any paperwork for this right of way. You just have to know that your origin is fertilization. You have to know that. That's called knowledge. And by knowing it, it doesn't require faith. 
think about it. If I, if I believe in a, if I believe or accept the birthday, then the first 280 days of my existence are unknown. And I have to have faith in God in order to reach God. It even says in their book that only through me, can you get to the father? Well, me is me. It's my own biology. It's the, it's the umbilical cord and the extra embryonic material that got me to God that, that, Evidence is my connect, direct link to God, I should say, in the first place. So I don't need any man to, I don't need to bend a knee to a man, any man, or go to some church to reconnect with God. I'm already connected to God through the spirit, the breath. And so uh, this, this Matthew seven fourteen is amazing because it's laid out right there for you. Because straight is the gate and narrow is the way, which leadeth unto life. And again, stuck in the womb is no life. Even the Bible says to come out of her. But you, if, if you keep claiming the unborn position, the unborn material, the birth certificated material, you're stuck inside the womb forever. You're not whole. You're defective. You're diseased. And now you, you bring in the medical world, the medical society, the medical establishment to make you whole again. And they do that in their courtrooms through some hocus pocus. You're already whole. It's a parallel system, which is the basis for the spiritual warfare that has gone on for decades, centuries, and is now the basis for what's going on. Kurt, I think we should make the point. You brought it up a few times. Think about what happened in 2020 when people were told that there was an invisible thing that could kill you, so you needed to cover your breath. First Corinthians 316, know ye not, or in other words, don't you know that you are the temple of God and that the spirit of God dwelleth in you? Everyone listening, what is your spirit? Can you identify your spirit, your breath? Do you see the spiritual warfare that was connected to what was done in 2020? And do you see what Kurt is saying? They couldn't do it to you they had to figure out a way to get you to do it to yourself. So I think the point needs to be made, Kurt, that the basis of why all this is happening is because there's spiritual warfare. And the fact is, is that there is a highest court, so to speak, and nobody can do anything to that or against that. What they can do is get individuals to make decisions and do actions that they shouldn't be doing. And how do they do that? Through the court of public opinion. Right. What you believe. Right. And, and so they're going to try to get people to agree that this international, between nations, this international standard is a good thing when, in fact, it, is your, it evidences your own demise. In fact, I do have one more word that I have to define because it's the most important word. Spiritual is breath. This is a war over your breath because breath is life. So if you have no breath, you have no life. The birth certificated character was cut off from life when they cut that umbilical cord. The material on deposit doesn't breathe. It doesn't take a breath. You have to give it your energy. You have to give it your own consciousness to even get it to exist. But here's what's interesting. The definition of war at Webster's Online, it says, and, I'm, and this is 2B. By the way, go to Webster's online, go to to be, and this, I love this because it's to be or not to be. (laughs) There you go. 
Yeah, I, this, I, of course, I just I try to have fun because I'm only entertaining myself at this point. <laughs> Definition of war. Bro, it says a struggle or competition between opposing forces or for a particular end. The end that you're fighting over is the end that was cut off of you because that's the end that links you to all of your authority with and direct link to God. They cut off your link to God and place it on the on deposit in the in God we trust, and then they pretend that they speak for God. You have to go to them through the administrative process to get back to God, when in reality, you're still using it. Even though they physically cut a piece off of you, it's like cutting off my arm. If, if you cut off my arm and it died out there in the, in the woods, I'm still breathing. I'm still the owner of that DNA. I'm still the owner of the biology, regardless of where my arm is located. When they clamped and cut the umbilical and took the, the extra embryonic material or even the placenta, I'm still living. I'm still breathing. I'm still filled with the spirit. I'm still living. That means that my property cannot be condemned. My property cannot be presumed abandoned. My property cannot be held in trust against my will, which is larceny. And, and so if you're still breathing today, you never did abandon it. And that's the end of the argument. The definition of war says a struggle or competition between opposing forces for a particular end. And the fact that you're breathing today means you've never been dead. There is no decedent estate, and you're the owner. You're not the trustee. You're not the beneficiary. You're the owner. And owners don't pay taxes on their, on their private property. Owners are not subjected to jurisdictions outside of their own sovereignty. And one last thing about this, I keep using the word dis-ease. Understand that when you're W-H-O-L-E, you're not ill. You're not sick. You're not broken. You don't need to be repaired or fixed. You don't need a remedy when you're not sick. And Luke 531 says, they that are whole, this is Jesus speaking, by the way, they that are whole, W-H-O-L-E, need not a physician, which means you don't need their administrative process. You don't need their ministers to come in and make you whole again because you already are. And this is what they're trying to do with this South Korea thing. They're trying to get people to agree that the international standard, which is a um, remember that internationally they use what they use the metric system and the metric system is measured differently. It's measured differently. And, and in 1866, the same year they created a civil rights character, which became the 14th amendment citizen, by the way, they changed. Nobody knows this, but the United States went to the metric system. I think I, I did pull that up real quick. I just want to read one thing there because the, the, the metric system, 1866 came into play and when they cut that biology off of you, they weighed it differently. They weighed it metrically. In America, we use the standard. I mean, pounds, ounces, and all that. But they cut and measured and weighed the other material metrically to give it an international standard that needed to be converted, a conversion. So let me, this is it. I'm at the Metric Act right now, Wikipedia. It says the Metric Act of 1866 also known as the Kason Act, K-A-S-S-O-N, the Kason Act is a piece of United States legislation that legally protected use of the metric system in commerce from lawsuit and provided an official conversion table from U.S. customary units. Custom cut. 
When they cut that piece off of you at the port of entry, it's a custom cut. I call it the Procrustean cut. And Procrustus was a mythological character that when you were crossing over his land, over his ground, and you had to spend the night at his house, that he had one bed. And, and, and in order for you to spend the night, you had to sleep in that bed. And if you were too tall, he would cut off everything hanging over the bed. And if you were too short, he would stretch you to fit the bed. In other words, one size fits all. And, and by doing so, everybody died. I mean, everybody that he cut to fit that bed, everybody died. It cost you your life to stay in that, in that bed. And that's what they're doing now is they created a, a form of Procrucian equality by cutting and measuring a certain quantity of our own biology, I mean, worldwide, and saying, now you're all equal, but they created equality through disability. And now everybody's disabled equally. And that's how they created their, their equality. Nature doesn't allow for equality. There's no such thing as equality in nature. Everybody's different, 100%. We're all unique. Nobody's equal on any level. So they created a false a, a false equality through through this Procrucian cut, and they did it by disabling everybody equally using the metric system. <laughs> well, the, the, there's a whole thing about that. I'm not going to launch into it. The metric system leaves nature completely is a divorcement from nature. The system that we still use here has still has ties to nature, but I'm not going to get into that. What people should realize is if you accept that there's spiritual warfare going on and that these systems are the problem. Well, what are you up against? Well, what you're leaving behind was what you were your birthright, right? It's godly. So what's the opposite of that? Everyone will have their own idea. Some people will say the devil. Some people will say whatever they want to say, but it's, it's the opposite, right? That's the darkness. That's the enforcement mechanism. That's trying to get everyone corralled here. As an example of that, again, with what was done in 2020, we can go all day long to scripture, 2 Timothy 1.7. For God had not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. That's the spirit again we're talking about. He didn't give us the spirit of fear. Well, what was 2020 about and the mask? And how did that relate? to our spirits. It was all fear. Do you see the reciprocal? What's wedging you away from the godly? But here's the thing. Everyone listening should look up the word egregore, and you should comprehend what it means. I sit here and I watch comments all day long. Jesus never existed. The devil is a fairy tale. It's no different than Odin and people going back and forth and back and forth on things that don't matter. And they're getting upset about it. Well, I've got news for everybody. I've got news for everybody. Go look up Egregore. It's also why I've been harping on the book, American Gods, not because it's the greatest literature in the world, but the ideas there are critically important. The word Egregore is E-G-R-E-G-O-R-E. Basically, I'll sum it up. If I think about a thing seriously, that thought can be measured. It can no longer be argued whether my thought it actually physically exists in the world. It does. When you learn about what an egregore is, you'll quit having the argument 
about whether the devil or Jesus or anyone ever lived, which is a bit laughable in the first place, because you can't prove one way or another what happened 2000 years ago, which is usually the basis of the ridiculous argument. But what's not ridiculous is if you get millions of people to believe in and think about the same thing, that creates a very powerful egregore. An egregore can become independent and then turn around and influence the creators that created the egregore. So if you want to be honest and you learn about what's going on here and you look at what Kurt's talking about and this bid for a world takeover, in essence, they're using our minds to create basically demons and devils or whatever dark, nasty name you want to give them to supplant our birthright, which was godly. Really, it's it's kind of that simple. I mean, what would you add to that, Kurt? I love that. I love the idea that and it, it, this takes a lot of imagination. I mean, understand that if the general feeling of the masses, by the way, the word masses, the word mass is separate from the whole man. That the, the collective masses are, are the aggregate of the cut biology. Those are the masses. I'm not party to the masses. But those that allow their material to remain in the public trust, they're the masses. But to get to, to answer a little bit your question is that if if more people are believing or thinking something, then it's going to come true. It becomes a reality. But I hate to interrupt you. We've got to wrap up for hour one, Kurt. Wow, that was fast. Yeah, it was. <laughs> do, you, do you want to tell folks where they can either contact you, find your work? And also, you've got a book out. Can you give all that information? Yeah, I think the the best thing to do is is if you're looking for my book and you're you're an international listener, just go to like Amazon or one of those big booksellers online. If you're domestic, go to Right of Way. That's www.rightofway all one word dot life dot life l i f e. And by the way, you can contact me directly just at Curtis Curtis Kallenbach at Gmail. For your callers, I would say Curtis Kallenbach or for your listeners, Curtis Kallenbach at protonmail.com too. I, I, I don't have any problem with anybody that ever listens to your show. They're, they're all pretty, pretty good people. Um, but the book is called Right of Way, a Pacific transcription. The cover alone would probably end most court cases. On the front, on the front cover, it shows the right of way, which is baby, umbilical, and extra embryonic. On the back cover, it actually shows uh, the crime scene itself. It's an amazing illustration. But uh, yeah, that's, that's all I got to say about the book. And believe me, the book itself, I did send the book to HHS, Health and Human Services, and this, this book is at the Library of Congress currently. So there's no plausible deniability by anybody in the world because this book exists and the information in the book eliminates the cut or it shows the cut as a crime itself. Right away dot life, right away dot life. Okay, I'm assuming you still have an account. If you do not, email me. And the day this goes live, I will ask you to log in and in comments, put the links to all these things. We're going to wrap up hour one of episode 519. First hour is free to everybody at pro777radio.com. That is C-R-R-O-W-777radio.com. Members know to log in for the full member episode. They also have access to all the forums comments under every episode, which are specific to that episode and the ideas of that episode. And also the two hour film called shoot the moon, which covers all my telescope work, which has won a number of awards. 
With that, we're going to prep up for hour two. And I'd like to wish you all a happy, healthy, and higher-minded new era. And I hope to see you over on the website, logged in for hour two. There it is, man. Cheers. Is the enemy of knowing. Come.